Have you ever played the game uh, where you you have to like guess the impression? It's it's called like one word impressions. That'd be a fun little game for you and I to play. So it's kind of like if let's say you're trying to do an impression of somebody, you can only try to make the other person guess what it is, and you can only say one word. Can you have an example? Um. Okay. Uh. So you oh you oh you pick the word. You pick a word. I oh I have to pick, I can't even say the word I want. No, you pick the word for me to say. This is all this is all ex okay. exemplary. Okay, so uh, I'll say the word is automobile. Okay, automobile. Okay. A lot of syllables there, so big, big opportunity. Okay, uh, and then I think of somebody to do an impression of. Um, okay. Such as uh, automobile. Jerry Seinfeld. Nope. Automobile. <laughs> automobile. Mark Normand. Automobile. Gilbert Godfrey. What? That's, that's, that's that could not be further from Gil. <gasps> Gil uh, automobile. Like I can't do a Gilbert. Godfrey. Hey, what's who is it? I I think I was trying to do Bob Dylan. Oh, that's not bad. Automobile. Yeah, automobile. Yeah. See. Yeah. You know. It's uh. Okay. Give me one. Give me one. <laughs> give you a word. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Looking for a word with some good syllables in it. Um, suitcase. Uh, suitcase. Woody Allen. No. The, the suitcase. Dan Turner. Uh, suitcase. Christopher Walken. Uh, suitcase. See, it's harder than it's harder than you think it is. Donald Trump. No. Okay. Tough. Yeah, that is that is a tough game. That is a tough. Uh, maybe well, we I shouldn't play it. Maybe we shouldn't play it because I feel yeah. like neither one of us are good enough at impressions that we would never. Okay, give me. I'll give me one more. I I bet I bet I can get it to you. Am I giving you the word or? Yeah, give me one more word. Okay, uh, we're looking around. Um, let's say uh, television. Well, television. Do no, that again. I can't even do it. The word does. I don't know. Are you trying to do a Jar Jar Binks? No, it's not very good. It's just that character doesn't say the word too much. Okay. Yeah, see, it's yeah, tough. Get, that's part. Of, that's part of the. That's was, part of the game. Be, if you're, I was gonna be bubbles, but you need like a full sentence. Like, well, fuck, Rick, you got your television over there. I think that's part of the uh, the challenge of the game, though. The allure. That's part of the. Okay. Yeah, that's part of the hard part. Well, well, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll iron that one out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we'll lovely. Iron. We'll iron it out. Well, ready to kick it then? Yeah, sure, let's kick it. Continuing tonight on two C's in a pod. 96.7 on your. Two C's in a pod, 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 two C's in
Uh, we'll have to steal that uh, your clips from the auto the first one. Sorry about that, but we're good. Better late than never, like they say. Still there? Kick it. Kick it. Kick it. All right. Uh, 105, 106. Um, suck my dicks. Uh, we got a coffee. We got a beer. Uh, we're all in the clear. That's what they say. Fantastic introduction, Cam. Glad to see those introduction classes you're taking are going well. You signed up for them alongside as a segue classes. Two season a pod. You gotta open up with the show name, baby. Two season a pod, episode 106. My name is Cameron Osborne. Um, I'm sitting here. His name is Cam LeClaire. That's me. And that is how you introduce uh, something. I mean, look at Farhan Lalji, right? Are you ever sitting down to watch The National and he doesn't immediately tell you it's The National? Even though uh, you know- Yes, he doesn't because he does not work <laughs> know- on The National. He, he know- works for TSN. Oh, who am I thinking of then? You're thinking of the guy with the droopy eyes. Ah, crap. I forget his name. There's Andrew Chang. Yeah, there I know Andrew Chang. Adrian Arsenault. And then there is... I he I think he's the best one, too. And uh, you, even, even Andrew Chang's there. You know who he is. You know what you're watching because you very consciously clicked The National. However, yeah, he'll always people, open by telling you, welcome to The National. Ian Hammerit. Ian Hammerit. Thank you. No, Ian Hanno... I don't know how to pronounce it. So uh, so that's the way that you got to Cam, I think, you know, because you and I should be splitting these introductory duties, right? It shouldn't necessarily always be me or always be you for that matter, right? But we got to let the Why kids... Why are you taking so much credit? I do it all the time. Uh, you do do I it. I don't do it well. However, I, I always well. ca- need to underscore what you were saying because uh, this is Two Season of Pop, episode 106. Big week coming up. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of fun action on the show this week, but mainly we are at our season season finale of MacGyver in Fiverr and we'll, we'll kick on that later I'm just gonna kick off the episode for us correct? yeah sure okay good just want to make sure because we haven't had that problem yet but it will happen in the future at some point well where of course we both- old slobs will probably remember that here in the two scenes pod studio we have a very large whiteboard uh however many many weeks ago cam uh was using a permanent marker on the whiteboard so it still says uh kind of like our show's itinerary from like episode 42 or something long long time ago Waiting for episode 142 to make that a correction. Really? You know, clocks, yeah, honestly, a cl- yeah. A broken clock's right twice a day. That is a good point. Um, unless it's a 24-hour clock, and in which case, how, how does it work? Don't know. I mean, wouldn't it just work bigger? No, because I, I mean, think... I mean, this, this, would, this is a 24-hour clock. Yeah, but you, wouldn't you still need the minutes hand? You know, if it's a circle, um. you know, you would, like, the minutes would have to be doing its own thing. Uh, are you from Quebec? Let us know. Two scenes part of gmail.com. Do you guys have 24 yeah. hour clocks? What's, what's your take on people who put the 24 hour clock on their phone? Uh, well, there's some industries that operate in the 24 hour cycle. So I think out of the people who I know who use that 24 hour phone clock, it's because their job lines up with that yeah, cycle. That, that makes sense. If you are the if, people that don't, if you're that, in, those are the people that are insane. Yeah. If you're in entertainment or film, that's how these things are sort of branded to you right so there's to avoid confusion about start times and end times and things like that so for them it makes sense uh for if you don't i don't quite get it yeah that's you know it's just a bit unnecessary you're a a nerd that being said though maybe you're just trying to uh you know use a little bit you know uh, get those synapses firing right do a little bit of that mental math i would think about it like somebody with an eye with an eye watch 
right? There's probably a setting that you can keep it in that digital setting, or you can move it over to that analog clock face. Uh, and you're thinking to yourself, why would you go analog if you could go digital? Well, it's because you want to sing for your supper, right? You got to do a little bit of work. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you had if you had an electronic watch like an iWatch, do you do analog, like? Or do you do the other one? Cam, ref- uh, you hit your little podcast uh, back 30 seconds button, because that's literally exactly what I said. Okay. Uh, Cam's very preoccupied at the moment, apparently. Well, I, got, I got a dog that's barking at me to come in the door, so. And now this is interesting, Cam, because it seems as though every single week you have a dog barking. Uh, I don't know what to do with the dog. I, it, 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 I don't know whose dog it is. Yeah, it is almost like this, uh, you know, which, which is funny, because when I think about dogs... In their rest time, it's that. They'll just be sleeping on a couch. But for some reason, Cam, you have this kind of dog that needs or you're giving just constant attention. Uh, you know, even for in and out. even in and out. even for this little kind of hour that you and I there, can spend she's, together. She's down. She's down now. We're good. We're good. I mean, that's until 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 it's not, you know? Until it's not. But we'll wait for that to happen. Okay. Um injury report for you, Cam. I haven't heard this one in a while, which is good news. Cam's injury um, report, of course. Cam's injury report. Big so, segment. So uh, my back was just hurting so bad. It felt like there was something right down the middle that was I couldn't turn my neck. So I went and got a massage today. And then like three minutes into the massage, something pops. She's like, I bet that felt good. I'm like, yeah, what the hell was that? Later on, she tells me one of my rib heads had poked out and was not back in its spot. And that was probably causing a lot of tension. So... I basically had a dislocated rib, which is why that hurt. How the hell did that happen? I don't know, because I'm so strong. No, that's definitely not the reason. Probably, though. Oh, well, okay, so you're... Probably because I work so hard. Right, right, because, Cam, you're working those... Uh, you know, a lot of people will do a program where they'll sort of do, like, you know, chest and tries or buys and back. You've been focusing a lot on ribs, Obliques. <laughs> right. You've been focusing, you know, kind of you'll do like ribs and obliques. You'll have a day that's just abs and ribs. A lot of these things, uh, kind of like a new program. Uh, I mean, it, it's not a new program. It's been uh, the Pavel Tatsalini method. Right. Uh, work on your obliques. Everything else will come. You haven't just... You must not be read it up on the literature. <laughs> no, no. Unfortunately, I don't listen to Rogan, so I don't know the latest in the culture. Uh, so I might still be a few years. I might still be a few years back on uh, the culture. Just, just, just focus on your obliques. Uh, that, that's what gets you. That's what gets you the success in life. Right, right. And how's that working for you? I'm killing it, crushing it. New job on Monday, baby. Right, right. So besides the dislocated rib, it's going fine. Yeah, no, it's it's good. Uh, my back hurts all the time. Um, I can't sleep at night. Do you ever have those nights where you can't sleep? And you know how the, they tell you, if you can't sleep, don't try and stay in bed, but get up and do something else. You ever heard this? I've never, uh, I've never seen this nor heard about this. So they say if you're sleep, if you cannot sleep at all, get up out of your bed, go, you know, go do some cleaning, go read a book or something <laughs> like that. Oh my god, Cam, you were right. Okay, get outside. This happens all the time, apparently. <coughs> I guess. Anyway, so yeah, I do that the other night. I wake up at 4 a.m. and um, can't do anything, or I can't like sleep or anything. So I go and watch the Olympics at like 3 a.m. <sighs> they don't have a broadcast team at that time in the morning. Surprisingly enough. How is that? Why is that surprising? 
I don't know, because I thought it was 24-hour coverage. Who the like, hell? The, uh, yeah, but in North America, who the hell's watching the Olympics at 3 a.m.? But but I might watch it later. Oh. Where I want a broadcast team, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, like, I, I want a live broadcast team. I mean, I bet for them, though, you know, just kind of record the footage and then have your sports guy do play-by-play over the recorded footage as if it's live. It would probably, uh, you know, it would work out all the same. Mm, I don't know. I feel like you need the energy there. Yeah, the energy? Well, I mean, I guess they're, like, still, they're still staring at a screen either way. Uh, I don't know. Aren't you? Aren't aren't the people broadcasting their live? That is a good question. Like I I I, I don't know. I, don't I know. thought so. <clears throat> I mean, I you know, but I wonder, you know, in in the COVID Olympics, how you know is it is it safer to just is have them here? It's probably safer, but I mean, it, it, you're looking at quality of TV. That's true, Cam, because you and probably. Th- 32 other people are up at 4 a.m. wanting to watch the Olympics. Uh, I think it's more than you think. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Well, I mean, then that's just 4 a.m. in the uh, in the Eastern time zone, right? If you're living out west, that's midnight. You know, that's that that's your wind that's down like nothing, time. Yeah. That's nothing to them. I mean, are you going to watch the Canada game tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern time? No. I'm but, not going to watch shit. What? Oh, you're not? you? Oh, so you're anti-Olympics? <clears throat> not anti-Olympics. I just don't care about the Olympics. Oh, so you don't support Canada is what you're trying to tell me? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, as soon as they got rid of those Hudson Bay Company uh, wool gloves and switched over to Lulu. Oh my God, and switched did you see over how expensive are now? Well, the new ones, the new Lululemons are uh, are fucking expensive. Yeah, back, uh, back in the old days when the old HBC was running it, uh, they were cost effective and a, and a fantastic stocking stuffer. Yeah, I think everyone had a pair of those. Now, here was something I was thinking about the other day. Because did you look at the Olympic lineup from um, Lululemon? Just um, yeah, there was. I, I had Just, I had seen a few of their of the. There was like a toque, kind of a like a knee length jacket almost. Yeah, and a couple things like a bag. There was a satchel of sorts. Yeah, um, I was thinking about this the other day because I think getting anything Olympic wear immediately dates whatever you're gonna wear. So if I just have a black coat, you can be like, it doesn't look like a new black coat, but it could have been from last year or it could have been from five years ago. If I have the Olympic jacket on, I feel like that's just, it's, unless it's from like the seventies, not that cool. So it's, yeah, it's not vintage if it's only, it's not cool if it's only five or six years old. I think you just look a little silly. Like if you're, cause I mean, if you're buying a Lululemon coat, I imagine those things are like $300. Uh, Yeah. I heard it's pretty pricey. Yeah, I mean they know how to they know how to charge prices for sure. Um, I would just imagine that just seems like a poor investment. An Olympic themed, yeah. Like how many people are buying it? Like chances are, especially if you're if you live in Canada, you already have a winter jacket, you already have warm gloves, you probably already have a toque. Why you would want to go out and buy a slightly more expensive version of that just so it says Canada on it? I don't know. Maybe those kind of people are out there. You know. Uh, I've I know I've had the same I kind of have a, like a couple winter jackets right I have my one winter jacket that I'll wear out and about you know it's mm-hmm. a little bit nice it's a little bit nicer but then I have like the ski jacket you know that has the the, t- I, the parka yeah <laughs> or you know it has it has like the fleece lining and then you can then you zip over the outer shell 
Oh, and I, then, I don't have one. And, of those you know, anymore. and it has the but it has the snaps around the midriff that you would snap into your snow pants. Like it's like it's a ski jacket. You know, it's the warm jacket. That's the jacket right. I'm already wearing for. If it's you know if if I'm out and about doing stuff you know if I you know right. you're on a toboggan you're going uh, sk- skating and you might fall down skiing like those types of things I'm already wearing that jacket and then I have my warm out and about winter jacket after that I don't need any more fucking jackets like who needs a jacket still who's out there going like you know what I need a new winter jacket well I'll tell you I'll so you know the North Face you've heard of that company yes so they have a I think it's like a lifetime warranty on their jacket. This mm-hmm. winter, Shannon breaks her zipper on her jacket. Oh, a zipper. I never she, thought about that. She emails them, goes, hey, my zipper's broken <laughs> this thing. Um, like, what, what can you do? Can I get a new coat? They're like, oh, no, no worries. Um, send the coat in to us. We'll evaluate it. We'll get it back to you. Uh, it should take about 12 weeks. You're like, it is January 4th. <laughs> No, not a fucking chance I can give up my... I only have one. Um, so eventually we just said, fuck that. We'll go get it repaired. And then we emailed them like, hey, um, that's a completely unreasonable request. I don't know where you live, but if you look outside where I live, it's fucking very cold outside. And then they just reimburse the... Uh, what do we call it? The new zipper. So the, the, good on the, them. The cost of the repair. Yeah, exactly. Which was like sixty bucks, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, what else do you expect, right? It's not like there's a North Face store on the corner of every major intersection that you can just bring it into, and they'll go. Yeah, but like, like if they gave that option at first, you know, it's like ah, I know it's pretty unreasonable for me to ship a coat out. I right mean, now. where's the closest North Face store? I don't even know if there is one. Right? It's sort of like why well, I guess it, I guess that is one of those things, right? Uh, you purchase something in an online space or uh, somewhere. Yeah. Where How's your speaker? Is your speaker in yet? <laughs> speaker gate. All all the gates are done. I think we're still waiting on Comic Gate. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, the the IKEA furniture got in. The speakers got in. So uh, my you know my gates have subsided. You know it did take a little while though. It took about two months for the speakers to come in. No, maybe uh, a month and a half. Hmm. Yeah. I thought it was way longer than that. No, no, no. It was it was uh, like very, very last few days of December. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, but bike gates over. We're happy about that. Yeah. All the gates, all the gates are kind of subsided for now, at least. Um, until uh, until more exciting stuff happens, Cam. Uh, until, until they're not. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show then, shall we? Because I've got uh, we've got some things. From last week, uh, that we do need to address, uh, because we got some notes. Notes. We got some notes. We got some notes. 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 We got some notes. Okay. Nothing really. Uh, of course, last week, Cam, we had, um, yeah, you know, in the in the thralls of the uh, of the truckers coming into the city and moving around the country there. Uh, and just on the subject of temper tantrums in general, uh, the temp- the one temper tantrum that I threw as a kid was not at a Swiss chalet. Uh, <laughs> it was actually at a nice restaurant in Florida where presumably I was visiting my Uncle Pete. My Uncle Pete, shout out to him. Classic, uh, not my dad, not my dad's brother, just my dad's friend. 
that you call uncle. I'm sure we all got one of those, a couple of those lying around. Uh, nope. I was out in Florida visiting my Uncle Pete, um, where I was right. I sat under the table and started to throw a temper tantrum, and I may have thrown a glass onto the table. Not sure if the glass broke, uh, nor do I, nor, nor, nor not sure the name of the restaurant, uh, but I just wanted to clear that up. It was at a nice restaurant in Florida, not at a Swish LA. Okay, good to know. Yeah. And, and did someone fact check you on that? Someone listen, be like, <coughs> you fucking liar. Well, sometimes, you know, uh, it, it, it is sort of like one of those things, um, uh, you know, like waiters, chefs in restaurants, they'll have a story of, you know, like, oh, one time uh, I, I, I served Robert Pattinson. One time, you know, uh, when I was uh, working as a server. And similarly, you know, somebody was like, oh, wow, one time I served a young Cameron Osborne. Uh, so I, you know, kind of those messages will start to come in, uh, you know, Just kind never of forget exactly with the with the more popularity and more success of the show, the more of these things will start to hear. I'm looking forward to, uh, yeah, looking looking forward to people <clears throat> me tooing you possibly. No, 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 no. Just uh, you know, mostly um, you know. I uh, dated Cameron <clears throat> when we were 16 years old, and he didn't buy my coffee. Coffee gate. Coffee gate. I once I once went on a Tinder date, and I did not get the girl a coffee. Like you didn't big mistake. Like you didn't pay for the. coffee? I got to the co- No, I got to the shop early, and then. Um, I got. I already had my coffee, and she came like, "Oh yeah, just go grab whatever you want." And I didn't get the coffee. I was like, "Bah, dumb move on my part." That didn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I mean, if had you bought that coffee cam, uh, I might be in a different house. You could right be now. in a completely different house. Uh, long hair, big beard. Uh, your entire life could have been drastically different, all because you know. Yeah, who knows? Not and not everybody drinks coffee either. So. Yeah, and that's yeah. What I probably what I should have done is been like, "What do you want? I'll pay for it," as a small gesture, mm-hmm. um, and then pull out a wallet that has a bunch of Monopoly money in it, but like it's rolled over one way, so I look rich. Right, right, you know? right. And then you pop open your wallet, a big Magnum condom pops out, and Oops, then you're is like, "That mine? Oops. That must." That must be the small one I keep around that, just in case of emergency. You know, and then she picks it up and she says, "Why did it expire in 2007?" Um, and it's sort of, and, and sort of all part of the courting process. Yeah, that's that's love, baby. That's, I mean, that's if that is, if that ain't, then I don't know what is. <laughs> if this ain't love, then I don't know what is. That's a country song that I just came up with. Uh, Magnum fell out. No, I think of the you're thinking. Uh, I think you're thinking the uh, that song by Gym Class Heroes. <laughs> What's this? Uh, what's the, uh, like? Take a look at my girlfriend because she's the only one I got. Nah, 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 nah. Da, 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 da. That's yeah. by Gym Class Heroes? Uh, no, it's a song by uh, somebody else, but they did the sample with Patrick Stump on Fallout Boy. Uh, and then I think the line in the pre chorus is If that ain't love, then I don't know what love is. Take a look at my girlfriend. No, I don't think I was thinking about that. Yeah. I think I just came up with a country song. No. If this ain't country, then I don't know what it is. <laughs> if this ain't love, then I don't know what it is. Hop in the back of my Ford Escort. Just kidding. It's a Ford Bronco. There we go. <laughs> That's it. There we go. <laughs> there, there we go. Been to the back no, of the it's, Ford it's, Escort. Ford, I think that's a Ford Escort. Is that a, No, that's a... Who makes the Escort? Mercedes? I, Anyone making I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you, no. Kind of sounds like a stripper thing. Maybe. 
A stripper's Escort, car. Escape. That's a Ford. Yeah, because Shannon has one of those. Um, I don't know if they make a something Escort. Notes. Notes. Um, I got a game for us this week, buddy. It's a brand new game. New game. Let's, yeah. Let's do it. Every person that tells me, Cam, you don't prepare for the podcast at all. Are you even? Do you even do this? I come up with games. I, I'm creative. <laughs> That's true. You have come up with a few games uh, in your time. A lot of games, actually. Cam, why is there always a dog at your house, and why is it always barking? I come up with games. Is my response. I, uh, you, you know, what the best way to uh, stop a dog from barking on a Friday? Kill it. You kill it on a Wednesday. That's it. That's what they told us in gym class. All right. Heroes. The game is called Futures. Uh, the game of Futures, Cam. Do you know the concept of Futures? Uh, he put out an album with Drake that I never listened to. Um, I think he is a part of possibly either the Coachella or Lollapalooza lineup. And I still couldn't name a single song. Okay, good. The concept of futures is betting on things that are going to happen far in the future. Now, Cam, we're going to do a little bit of a over-under on the futures here. So I have six different uh, bets here, and I want you to bet on the over or the under of the future. Okay, okay, okay. okay. First future, the number. Oh, also, you know how over-under works. Like if I'm doing a half point... Then you have to bet the over, which is guess at one. The under would be zero. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. First number, half. 0.5. The number of Toronto-based sports teams of the major four that will be winning a championship by 2027. Okay, now that fourth being what? CFL oh, let's, or let's MLS? Keep it three. Let's keep it three. Sorry, let's keep it three. Okay, so between the Raptors, Jays, and Leafs. the Leafs, championships won by twenty twenty seven. So five years. Five years from now. Ah, oh, that's a hard one. I mean, statistically speaking, it would be zero. Right? Statistically speaking, I'd have to take the under. Just because if you were to kind of culminate all the years and, you know, out of all I don't the... I know, f- the Jays the are, I think, 1-8 and eight to win next year. They have good odds right now? I mean, yeah. You mean 8-1? to one? I don't know, something like that. Well, because I think 1-8 to eight would mean for every one World Series, they would win eight times. <laughs> yeah, which is good still. Oh, that, like, uh, if you're betting at the beginning of the year? No, I think it would be 8-1. to one. For every eight World Series, they would win one. Oh, okay, whatever. Because same, one to same. eight is like, that That means there's an 800% chance they're going to win. <laughs> there you go. Take the over, buddy. I mean, you got to take the over on that. Yeah, I don't know how the Jays do. Uh, the Leafs, I, 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 I think the Raptors will do well over the next five years. I'm very, uh, I'm very happy on the future of that team. But will they win a championship? No, I'm going to have to take the under on that one. I'm going to have to take the under. I don't think... Uh, you don't even discuss the Leafs, eh? Um, I don't know enough about hockey nor baseball to kind of give that opinion about it. Um, and Fair. So also, you're mostly on the Raptors. Yeah, and also what I know about the Leafs is that they're nowhere near a position to actually win a championship. I disagree, but yeah, uh, they their their playoff history has said otherwise. 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah, because in terms of like hard caps, and I know I out of the people who I know are making money, and then how do they kind of fill all the other little spots in there? Uh, sitting around a sixth seed right now, I think. Uh, yeah, I'm, I know I, I am gonna have to take the under on that one. Okay, I'm I feel the under. I feel as though in the next five years, the Raptors will have the most success. Um, when kind of all is said and done. But still nobody. Okay, next one up, Cam. This is a future, so this is not the current. Remember that. Yep. 1.5 is your number. Number of boosters you will have to take on in your arm. One and a half. <clears throat> um, so I guess I've got one. Uh, no, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm, I'm definitely gonna take the under on this one. Uh, you know, certainly the booster is still kind of like that little optional thing, um, where, you know, you don't have to have it, you know, like I, I'll play basketball Thursdays and you got to show your proof of vax, but it's just the first two, right? You don't have to show your booster proof. Uh, so I'm still gonna have to take the under on that one just because, yeah, I, I feel as though they're not, they're not going to make you do that. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We only thought we'd have to take one at first. All right, I'll take the under on the 1.5. I'm going to take the under on that one as well. I will take the over on the Toronto-based sports teams, Ooh, but I'm an optimist. Love to see it. Love to see it. All right, next number, 150. Okay. Number of episodes left in two season a pod. That is a good question, Cam. Um, now, when you start a podcast, just kind of like starting a band or starting a new relationship, starting a new job, you don't think about how it's going to end. Never. Right? Uh, are we the Beatles? You know, and we have a 10-year uh, rise to the top, and then you and I go our separate ways with our, with our own solo shows. Or are we uh, um, another band that has stayed together? Uh, that is a good question, Cam. I think uh, this show, so 150 more episodes. 150 more, so we so would be at... 256. Two, yeah. Will we make it at 256? Um, now this one's, we do about 50 a year. Yeah, approximately 50. Well, you know, we'll, we'll do the one a week. Sometimes we, uh, you know, kind of put a couple episodes together in one week or we'll kind of split them up. Uh, so that's three more years. Now, Cam, I can personally see now, and I this is not a knock against you. I think if the podcast were to end, it would be your decision. Uh, just because I feel as though you have maybe more things kind of going on in your life, professional, personal, uh, than I do, where I could keep this going until I'm 60. <laughs> I could keep this going forever. But Cam, I feel as though you are, you are closer to, uh, selling all your things and buying a van and traveling the country and working remotely. Like, you're closer to that. And if we do that, well, then the fucking podcast is probably off. I mean, I have a hard enough time wrangling you down to sit at your fucking desk for an hour. I, may, I, I make it once a week. Yeah, of course you do make it once a week. You know, but if you were to uh, live off the grid, things could be different. So not a knock against you, you know, but uh, I, th I, I could do this for another 150 episodes. So I would take the over on this one. All right. So three more years. Three more years. And then we call years. it quits. Um, 
number next number is half. Point five. Zero point five. Okay. Number of lockdowns to come in Ontario. Yeah, will we get one more one more good lockdown? Sure as hell hope not. Uh I d I, 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 I I'm gonna take the under on this one too, I think. Um I think the current kind of like political climate is very difficult and uh, I don't see things going in that direction, especially with some of the other countries, the way that they're starting to play things. Us as another G8 country, well, if all the other G8 countries aren't doing it, why would we do it? Um, I don't think we'll see any more lockdowns, especially as severe. Well, I mean, I, I guess my question would be, so the one that we just got out of, was that a lockdown? That, for sure. Yeah, it was a lockdown. They, they locked everything okay, down. Okay, but for example, it's like, yeah, you couldn't go to, you know, you couldn't go to the movies, you couldn't go to the gym, you couldn't go to dining, but there was no Serb. Oh, yeah, I still consider that a lockdown, you know, though. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it, you it, couldn't it, go to places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't just capacity limits. It was you were not allowed to go here. Right, right. Because I guess, you know, like, what is, a, what is a, quote, lockdown, right? Is it the nobody leaves their house? Uh, I mean, they, they haven't done that in forever. You know, so it, it is kind of hard to say, like, you know, I mean, because I, I think essentially what you're saying is how many more times will they shut down gyms, indoor dining, and movie theaters? Yeah, right. Basically. I guess if that's kind of our benchmark for it, uh, especially as we lead into the summer, I do not see that happening again. So I guess the question would be, would it happen fall, winter of 2022? Like the Fucking end of better the not. year? That's my wedding. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Right. It's, it's uh, So if a lockdown is putting a capacity on weddings, uh, I would say no. I would say no. All right. I'm, so oh, I'm going to take I'm, the under. I'm going to take the under. I'm, I'm hoping you're running that one. 5.5, speaking of weddings, 5.5, Cam, the number. Okay. Weddings you'll have attended by the end of 2024. Okay, so I'm going to three this year. <clears throat> so, that, so that means three more. So that means three more. Uh, now, um, I have a few friends who are in the, who are in the, the ballpark in the, the position ball, yeah. no one's pulled the trigger yet but no one's pulled the couple. trigger yet well i have a friend who is getting married this year that uh <clears throat> i feel like i'm not going to be invited to the it, it, i'm not going to be invited to the ceremony reception but it might be like a hey come to the dancing or you know come at come at 9 30 i don't think that counts you know like a full full rig i, th I think you need the rsvp note to come to your door for it to count. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. See, I'm going to have to take the over on this as a gamble just because I don't know how many of Jess's friends or family are in the ballpark either. Um, I know she has cousins, a couple cousins who have been with partners long term, but I don't know what's going on over there. So I feel like there could be some invites of people who I didn't even know were kind of close to getting married or whatever. Um, and I'm also going to assume that my stepbrother is going to get married in the next three years. Uh, so that can, I can pretty much guarantee that one. So I'm going to take the over on that 2024. Yeah. I'll take the over. It's a good bet. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of what's yeah. It's a lot of cash you're going to be giving out. Well, well yeah. just give the most to me. You have to give cash. 
Well, if you attend a wedding, you typically give cash. I thought you gave uh, like um, like a, a gift, like a toaster, or a or yeah. a set of cutlery. <laughs> I mean, we're trying to like. I think we're trying to get that impression across. Like, we've lived together for five years now. We don't need a toaster. We're, we're we're good on the toasters. Yeah, that is a very dated thing, especially because yeah, couples live together now, sometimes for years before they. Uh, before they actually marry each other. And then even so, you know, if you're 32 and getting married, you've probably lived on your own, which means you have shit already. And then you're just kind of asking, it's like, well, I want a bigger TV. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, I want a new, yeah, like, we it, want a new kitchen unless, table. Uh, unless you're buying me a house. <laughs> yeah, unless, unless, yeah, unless you're buying me the specific things I want. Uh, or a forty of Tito's might might you know yeah. it's, that's also forty good. Tito's. I will I will accept the new TaylorMade Stealth driver. Uh, Thirty two inch should be preferred with a, a draw face on. Right, because it. other than that, <laughs> cash is great. Yeah, because there are some things that you know it's just it's it's as good as cash. Yeah, because you're gonna only you're gonna spend your cash on it anyways, like a driver, easily, like some Tito's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Golf lessons. Golf lessons. <laughs> Golf balls, golf balls, just like common things people. Just use, normal things. You know? Everybody a uses putter, golf balls, golf right? tees. I could use new wedges, right? A new golf bag would be great, right? Just like common things that people use. Exactly, things that are co- everybody know about. Everybody uses. Yes, everybody uses them. <laughs> All right, and the last over a cam. Speaking of golf, wow, my segues are fucking good today. Not bad. Twenty-two and a half. Strokes over par for the best player in our tournament of nine ball golf, nine frisbee golf. Yes, of course. The two season of pod invitation, the two season of pod classic pro am invitational is coming up uh, this summer. We still have to hammer out some of the details. Um, I actually think it would be. Uh, I, well, I I actually think we'll um, if we're doing. I, I think we need to maybe adjust the format. Even I was thinking, stretch it out over two days. Oh, um, and that way we can play eighteen and eighteen because eighteen holes of disc golf. That's an hour and a half. Gotcha. Maybe holes maybe two golf, hours at most. Three to four hours. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe if we you know we could maybe make it like a two day uh, a two day affair, right? Wow. Um. You know, uh, or you know, can be over the span of one day again. But yeah, the disc golf will. Uh, uh, so twenty-two and a half. Sorry, what is the wager? Twenty-two and a half strokes over par for the best player. So like whoever wins the invitational, if your total score, I guess that's if we were to, so if we did eight double double, it would be uh, or eighteen eighteen, then it'd be forty-four and a half. So you'd be looking at like twenty-two and a half strokes per game basically right so the last time i played golf <clears throat> was and probably and you know it was the uh corporate retreat I had a lot of fun on that day and the next time i play golf will probably be the two season of pot invitational so and you shot what a 105 that day yeah ish it was a very yeah. honest 105 too so if you shot 105 that's like uh 33 over Right, so the real and if we're playing 18 holes of disc golf. And that's where the question is, I don't know how good you are at disc golf. Um, and can you make some birdies? Yeah, I'll make birds. I'll make birds. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Depending and then, on- then the question is, how good am I at either, right? That's the thing. Depending on the course we play at, yeah, depending on the course we play at, you know, usually the few courses that we play here, I'll finish around at maybe three. 
three to six over. You know, if you have a bad hole or you go out of bounds somewhere, you know, you might, you know, shit happens. Yeah. So, yeah, the real question is how will I perform at my ball golf? And if we're picking 44 and a half, that's what we're picking. I guess in, in, in the situation where we play 18 and 18, because I do think that is very feasible, um, I'm going to have to take the under on that one. I'm going to have nice. to trust my abilities and, uh, you know, the urge to compete at a high level and take the under at that. So that would be, I mean, for golf there, you're looking at a little bit above bogey golf, a little bit better than bogey golf. Yeah. And then cleaning up later on. So you're probably looking in the 90s. For your golf game if you're doing good and then or just more and then uh yeah going from there okay yeah. well let's uh let's hope for the best on that one hopefully so, i i don't know who's gonna win that game i think you're we'll see well yeah and it, it 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 i think that particular contest will be a great uh demonstration of you know you and i both spending more time at the other thing you know you spend a lot of time on the ball golf course and i spend a lot of time on the disc golf course uh, so, you know, we'll have to find a course somewhere in the Waterloo area. I, oh, the, I know of the one that has both. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, we'll look around to see, um, sort of what's going on, because sometimes, sometimes, like, there's one here in the city, it's just a nine hole, it's down by the waterfront, but, like, it's trash, you know? Uh, no, this one's not trash, this one's my home course, it's good. So we'll have to see home course, see, even, you know, that's, uh... I even went to the range yesterday at 8 a.m., the uh, simulator range, mm -hmm. and I hit every club. I don't know. You can't really see this too well. Nope. I oh, yeah. I hit every club, um, and I just gauged my distances, and then I brought it back to my Excel sheet and calculated all my distances, my averages, uh, my variance, because I wanted to see how good I, wh where I can expect to hit. Longest now, drive I hit, mm -hmm. 266. Smashed it. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. You know, no no wind yeah, conditions, no skip, nothing, uh, nothing, nothing like that. So uh, so we'll have to see when the actual invitational happens. Uh, but very much so looking forward to that. Let us know, twoseasonpod.gmail.com. Do you want to be a part of the Two Season of Pod Pro-Am Invitational for the Cure? Uh, then let us know. Uh, let us know your t-shirt size because, of we're course, the band we're, the cure. <laughs> we're making t-shirts. Uh, uh, let us know. It's um, It's going to be an incredible weekend. And the reason is you. Hoobastank Hooba just walked into the uh, just walked into the studio, um, and oh, <laughs> and they walked out very swiftly. I think I got that right. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's get on to the finale. The finale of our favorite game, your favorite game, everyone's favorite game. It's not really a game; it's a recap. And that recap is MacGyver. In Fiverr. Ma 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 MacGyver in five. It's time for MacGyver in Fiverr. MacGyver in Fiverr. It's time for MacGyver in Fiverr. Because we only have five minutes to recap this week's episode of MacGyver. <laughs> yeah, this is a Cam, big deal, folks. Actually, I do have my phone on me. This is a big deal, folks, because every single week we we recap the life of Special Agent MacGyver as he uh, saves the world, saves the United States um, in the process. But here's the thing. We only have five minutes to recap this week's episode, which does happen to be the season finale, episode 22, The Assassin. 
Uh, a lot of action packed in here into this week's episode. Cam kicks off, and then I will follow up with the second half of the episode. Um, as Mac, and remember, you know, this is a season finale. These things are big. The stakes are high. Very high. Very high this week. The episode is called The Assassin. And Cam, I'm ready when you are. Yeah, Cam, uh, I'm going off your start, so you kick it off here. Three, two, one. And to cap off the season, there is no opening gambit. A little bit of a disappointment there. But we do open up when we see a shadowy figure breaking into a home where the shadowy figure ties up a lady and presumably abuses her. A name named Lila, uh, where her sister eventually finds her on the ground. We cut scenes to Mac in a clock shop, shopping for evidence, looking out for evidence for an assassin who has been attacking people without a trace for years now. Possibly the same person. Lila's sister goes to the escort shop, shopping over to a different uh, scene here, um, where Lila works and pays to meet her last customer, C.W. Smith, the man who presumably attacked her. Back at the clock shop, a customer comes in asking for a timer device, presumably for bomb making. The bomb maker eventually attacks Mac from behind, trying to strangle him, attacking him with nunchucks, knives, and even exploding toothpaste. Mac teams save the day by knocking him out, and they learn that this is the assassin they've been looking for, or at least one of them. And he that uses call girls or escorts to make money pickups and later kills the women. A secret phone rings in the shop, and we learn the next money pickup for C.W. Smith is at 3 p.m. at the North Hollywood Cemetery. Father John Mystery shouts out, uh, requested and requests his call girl, Lila's sister, call him at 2 p.m. Terry, Lila's sister, calls at 2 p.m. as requested and meets up with Mac, who thinks she is Mrs. Who sh- meets up with Mac who she thinks is Mr. Smith or the man who assaulted her sister. Mac drives to the cemetery so she can grab the briefcase full of money, uh, or full of something at least, and she grabs the briefcase while two agents chase behind her and Mac. Uh, They quickly get in the car and get the hell out of there, and to escape them, Mac goes into a parking lot that has tire spike system at the front, which he avoids by placing a 2x4 over the spikes to avoid the blow. His followers aren't so smart, and they pop their tires, leaving them stranded. Back at the hotel room, Matt calls into his team to inform that the briefcase has indicated the next target, and at the same moment, Terry pulls a gun on Mac, telling him to drop the phone now. I'll pass it off to you, Cam. Terry has the gun at Mac's face, and he puts the phone down and grabs some of the toothpaste, the exploding toothpaste. He flicks it, um, and it makes a little explosion. A little distraction for Terry, who drops the gun, uh, and Mac picks it up. She fills in Terry about who he is and everything that's going on. Apparently, Terry and Lila were the only two people left in their family. She shed some tears, but now we're back on the road. Uh, so now we're looking at Piedro, the name of the assassin who we are looking for, uh, who has been captured. Cam, I think you may have missed that. He's been captured. He's sitting at a safe house uh, somewhere um, behind bars. Um, but we see Piedro, who's looking stone-faced. He peels off his mustache, revealing a hair clip underneath it. He uses that to pick his handcuffs. He then peels back a fake scar that has a small dart underneath it. He sticks a pea in the dart, takes a styrofoam cup, tears it up, 
sticks the dart in there just like an evil MacGyver would. Pietro makes a bunch of noise so the guards open the door. He blows the dart into the guard's chest and steals his keys. Back to Mac and Terry when they are confronted um, by the Spanish men who were chasing them down from before. Back at the safe house, Pietro hides against the ceiling in the rafters, uh, takes down another guard. This guy really is the evil MacGyver. The Spanish men are holding Mac and Terry at gunpoint because they believe Mac is Pietro, and it is their job to keep the Archbishop safe. Pietro, the assassin, has been hired to kill this archbishop at a public speaking. We then cut to a man limping around a church who is there to see the archbishop. It is actually just Pietro in a very real-looking wig. Back to Mac and the Spanish guards who still don't believe who he says he is. Mac causes a quick distraction by flinging a phone into the guard and then taking his gun. Mac gets a hold of Pete, and Pete tells us that Pietro has escaped the safe house. Terry is left alone um, where she finds another gun in the suitcase full of cash because she still wants revenge. Mac tries to convince the bishop not to make his public appearance, but the bishop still wants to go through with it. Mac tells everyone to be on the lookout for the assassin. Look for the guy who is most likely to not look like an assassin. A cripple, an old man, and Mac had it right. One of the Spanish guards notices a suspicious fellow who starts to quickly limp away. He can't catch him, and Pietro escapes inside. Into the church, where Pietro kidnaps his sister before the bishop is about to hold a mass prayer. The bishop arrives in the room for a blessing while Pietro, in the sister's outfit, is kneeling with the dart in his hand. The bishop, get, the bishop gets to Pietro, and right before he looks up, he finds Mac staring down at him. That's right, Mac pulled the old switcheroo with the bishop. Pietro attacks Mac um, before they go running out. Mac's in pursuit. Uh, Pietro takes a step outside uh, where Terry's holding the gun and says, This is for you, Lila. Mac gets the jump, distraction, falls on the dart, pff, dead. I didn't quite finish. Did we get it? Nah, I didn't get I, it. My timer stopped. I didn't Fuck. get to the end. I didn't get to the end. <sighs> Next time, MacGyver. <laughs> we'll never know. Tune in never again. Tune in never again, folks. Oh, well, what a season. Um, wish they kept up with the opening gambit every episode. Yeah, I, I like that little part I don't part know why I'm having a tough time finishing off some of these. There's a lot of details. I, there. Some, some we just go so quick. No, like, I, no, I feel like I'm, I'm, I only I've ever. You're too, yeah, you're detail oriented with things. Only I, I've ever gone over time. I give the executive summary. I'm like, MacGyver finds the girl, they kiss, and we're good. It's like, but see, happens? that's not like, the point, right? We're trying to fill in I for understand. somebody who's uh, not watching the show. Uh, yeah, but me and you have different opinions of cinema. Especially when it's, we're watching a television show. Uh, you and I have very different opinions about cinema. Uh, agreed agree to disagree on that one cam well um should we announce our next show do it i'd love to hear it okay everyone uh this was a a, a, a tight how do i even call it a tight decision difficult decision but we ended up looking at three different shows all from the 70s or 80s from the 80s from the 80s and we came up with the 80s show, which also has been redubbed, just like every other show that we've seen. I guess that's a good sign. That's right, everyone. It's everyone's favorite West or er, South Beach show, Miami Vice. Miami Vice, season one, episode one, coming at you next week. Uh, of course, in the similar five-minute recap. You know, the first episodes, first episodes of shows are always weird, right? Because they always they're just pilots. 
it's a show produced and then you're like hopefully the network will like it uh so we never quite know what's going on but i'm very excited to uh kind of lend ourselves to another 22 episodes of this show yeah no i mean i'm looking forward to this one this one mm-hmm. This one hopefully has some good cocaine in it, has some good boats in it. Yeah. Hopefully some, um, you know, just Miami shit. Miami shit. Exactly. Cocaine, Miami cocaine and boats. Coca- what else is there in Miami? Sand. <laughs> cocaine, sand, and boats. That's all they got, really. That's all they got. That's what, you, that's what I signed up for. Yeah. All right, Cam, let's get on to our last episode of or thing of the evening because i have to go try on suits today for the second week in a row you were doing that last yeah, week shannon wants to see it in person so okay <laughs> yeah i'm hey i thought i thought i thought i was independent enough to pick my own suit apparently i'm not no nope. cumberbun or no right. cumberbun I don't know what that is. Oh, the little thing that goes around your abs? Yeah. Dude, I told you, I've been working my obliques. It'll rip through it. No, but how are you going to catch all the crumbs that are going to fall? <laughs> That's the point of the cummerbund, is to catch the crumbs. Catch the little crumbs? No, no cummerbund. Okay. Vest, no cummerbund. Okay. All right, I'll get... Oh, my, my back is still fucked. Ugh. Massages, I tell you, Cam. You can't live with them, can't live without them. I guess so. Uh, we're playing Headliner Ass Nine. Hey, 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 Headline, hey, hey, Headline or Ass Nine. I'll kick us off this week where we try and find the craziest headlines we can on the internet, or we try and fake someone else out with one that is potentially true. But as we know, things are crazy out there and headlines are even crazier. Cam, your first headline. Auburn man arrested for leaving flowers at fiance's grave. Arrested? Auburn. That's a place. That's a university. Um, <clears throat> arrested for putting... Um, now, uh, I'm sure they're, you know, I mean, at the grave, right? So things probably ended untimely. There could be some kind of circumstance where the family of the deceased... Matt is mad or at the uh, at the at the ex-fiance doesn't want them around here uh, so it could be something like that or my and more likely option in my mind they weren't just flowers they were shit flowers they were like kind of flowers molded out of shit uh, wow. so really it's kind of like defecating on a grave almost in a way uh, and, and, and that's the situation that I would see being like really offensive really harmful because uh, what's, you know, what's the harm in putting flowers out on a grave? And also, are, are, does this grave have a Google Home on it? Getting constantly monitored uh, so they can tell who it is? Uh, so that to me, the flowers would have to be so obscenely offensive that it would require an arrest. Uh, or, you know, this one's tough. I hope everything worked out for everybody. I'm going to say this one's asinine. This one's a headline out of Atlanta where there was definitely some tensions between the uh, fiancé as well as the fiancé's family. So we'll get some names here. Uh, Tom Ford, funny enough, uh, the not the famous designer, has a littering charge after putting not cut flowers but a flower box at his fiancé's grave. So originally you're allowed to put cut flowers at a grave but you cannot put a flower box uh, by city laws, 
so he went ahead and called the city and said, hey, do you mind if I put this box of flowers by her grave? She hated cut flowers. I wanted to give her a box of flowers. People in the city told them that they do not enforce the rule unless a family member asks for it to be removed. Hagen was then arrested for littering after putting the flowers in her grave as the warrant for his arrest was made by a member of her family. And we don't really know why. I presume they didn't like each other very much and they wanted some revenge on him for something that he did. I'm sure there's more to the story that the news media could not figure out. Uh, he did was arrested for this. I'm sure he got out uh, because littering is not that big of a charge. I'm not saying that I'm anti-global uh, warming. I'm just saying that if you want to leave flowers in your uh, dead fiance's grave, you should be able to. Am I that bad of a person? I don't think you are, Cam. Yeah, you're right. There has to be, there has to be something involved with the uh, some tension between maybe it was a, uh, you know, the 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 parents of the deceased somehow blame the uh, the other the other man for. Yeah, it's the envelopes. Exactly, it's a it's an envelope type situation. Okay, Cam, here we go. Headliner yeah. ass nine. Uh, Mazda drivers have their radios stuck on NPR. This seems like a Reddit comment rather than an actual headline. <laughs> it's like these fucking leftist goddamn Mazda drivers probably can't even get their radios off NPR. Um, I don't think. I don't think. You don't think? I don't think. I don't think this is a diss towards uh, people with Mazda saying that they're all. Um, left-wing libtards. I think this could be actually a real problem that Mazda has. Uh, as everyone knows, the radio dial is no longer a dial. It's just a screen. And because of that, people can hack these things. I'm going to go ahead and say that someone is hacking into Mazda's, keeping them locked on NPR for some political reason because they were talking about J Joe Byron. And that person was Joe Byron. That's a headline. Cam, this is a headline here for you. Uh, this is a story coming out of the Seattle area where Mazda drivers with cars from 2014 to 2017 are reporting that their radios are stuck on one station, and that is NPR. Uh, so this is about KUOWFM, the local NPR station, uh, has been contacted by many, many Mazda drivers with a complaint that the radio station on the in the is stuck on the cars onboard entertainment system. The radio station is frozen, and the onboard screen is constantly rebooting itself. Uh, no word if it's a hacker, however. Um, however, the radio station is aware of the issue, and so is Mazda. It's Joe Byron. <laughs> so is Mazda, who has reached out to the technology company Zerpy, um, who are the ones who designed the onboard, uh, the onboard system, who are investigating the issue. They said that Mazda owners are encouraged to contact their local dealers, who will submit a request to Mazda's warranty department, and will schedule a free repair once they figure out what is happening. If not, Mazda says it will just replace the onboard system on the car. That's nice, though. Very much, um, what do you call it, North Face-esque. Yes. Good, good. Hey, happy to hear it. Okay, ready for uh, your next headline, Cam? Yeah, give it to me. Man cracks open 15-year-old, 15-year cold case after catching evidence while ice fishing. 
Now, man crack. See, so man cracks. Uh, there's a lot of puns in this. There's a lot of man cracks open 15 year old cold case after catching evidence while ice fishing. A lot of puns lot of, in this. A lot of puns uh, in this. Which is a scare. Which is scary. Um, right off the bat. Yeah. So I guess it's just when I, when I think man, I think it's not like a police officer. Those odds would be too incredibly small. You know, like the a cop who was aware of this cold case. In any way, maybe you were ice fishing, uh, you think you got something, and then maybe you pulled up uh, a hand or uh, a piece of clothing or something, right? But no, but it would have to be significant enough that you would contact the police. Because I feel like if you were ice fishing and you pulled up uh, like a t-shirt, you'd be like, ah, just just some trash or whatever. You know, and then you would, you know, put it back in the ocean where it belongs. Um, you so ice fish in the ocean? It would have to be something specific like... Uh, something enough that would warrant you contacting the police about it. So something like a, a body part or, um, you know, maybe a piece of jewelry or something to that effect. Um, the headline gets me with too many puns, though, um, which is really the scariest part. Uh, I am curious to hear exactly how this all kind of went down. Um, so I'm going to say it's a headline. Uh, you were right, Cam. The puns gave it away. This is asinine. <laughs> Too many puns. Too many puns. I, I thought it was pretty well written. Yeah, it was I thought good. I could have even made. I could have made it even like punnier, but then it would have been uh, just over the top. Like, <laughs> um, cold case cracked wide open after something like that. Where yeah. the, you know, basically the same thing. No, anyway, no, it was, it was good. It was a good one. It was a good one. Okay, Cam, we got another headline for you here. Headliner S9, uh, testicle bath wins award as innovative birth control for men. Um, you messed up on this one, Cam, because we already went over this. This was the invention where they put your nuts in a little, like, whatever you call it. Like, it, it was like a... Um, what are those things? Ultrasounds? It was like an ultrasound device where it buzzed for like 45 seconds. Oh, the we did, got we the did this one this. already? It was like a while ago and you were like, there's no way they could do that. Blah, blah, blah. And you were like, I don't believe in contraception. I think God's plan is to not have contraception. Absolutely you were not. just all, you were far <laughs> Rush Limbaughing it. I don't know what was up with you that day. And then I was like, no, it's a headline. But okay, if we've done it, I, I can go to, I can go to another one. I got tons of backups. <laughs> okay, go for it. Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll do another one if we've already done it. Uh, you know, it's bound to happen eventually. Uh, so, Cam, here we go. Headliner S9, Idaho Potato Commission releases limited edition potato perfume. Oh, man. Imagine if they released a potato NFT. I'd be all over that shit. <laughs> um. Of course, Cam, you're big on the NFTs these days with UFC. I own four. Now, I you, four. yeah, you have uh, this very, very limited edition NFT of Dana White just doing a big line of cocaine. Yeah, they call it the white the white line. The white line. Uh, never cross the white line. Um, potato farmers making potato perfume. Shit, this screams Idaho in my books. I'm surprised the Saskatchewan's not on top of this yet. Um, yeah, I think I, I think this one's a little bit weak, honestly, from them. I think they should have gone the NFT route because if you really want to get people supporting Idaho farmers, you want to get the youth doing it, right? Just like everyone supported GameStop when they were uh, – against the analysts or the analysts were against them mm -hmm. um potato farmers need to find a way to get creative they need to find a way to get the millennials posting on fortune they need to get them posting on reddit they need them protesting for potato farmer rights and that's why this is a headline <laughs> 
Cam, this one is a headline here for you. Uh, so, story right, of, right out of Idaho for all you potato fans right before Valentine's Day. Uh, this was a fragrance designed, uh, made from stilled potatoes and essential oils. Um, where apparently it comes out when you spray it smelling like a fresh plate of french fries. CEO Jamie Higgum says whether you're at a drive-thru, restaurant, or dining in, it's almost impossible to not grab a fry and take a bit before you dive into your meal. The bottles were priced fairly low at only $1.89 per bottle on the website, which sold out very quickly of their stock, so you're not able to get any more. The only way that you can get your hands on some now is to win one uh, through their social media contests. They're having a kind of sign up and you can win a bottle. Um, so that's the only way. That's the only way to stock up, especially before Valentine's Day. Yeah, are you doing anything for Valentine's Day? Are you uh, buying anything? Completely forgot about it until about last night uh, at twelve thirty a.m. So nice. So I'll take that as a no. <laughs> um, uh, wait, is that today? No, it's on the fourteenth. We're good. We're good. It's mo- um, Monday, I believe. Right, 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 all right. Okay, headliner asking cam. Bored Russian museum guard drew eyes onto one point four million dollar painting. drew eyes on a painting uh i could see this being like an accident thing you know maybe uh they didn't know that it was a piece of art certainly like a valuable piece of art uh i thought it was maybe something you know almost like uh like without the like without the nefarious intention of defacing a mural maybe it was just they saw a mural and like hey you'll be funny gonna maybe draw a little face on it um because if this was in like an art gallery or something like what is propelling you to do that in an art gallery of all places right uh um i'm trying to picture like i'm just trying to picture you know like some late night security guard swinging his baton whistling doing the rounds at 2 a.m and he stops he's looking at all the art and trying to you know appreciate its meaning or something and then he stops and he sees uh a piece of art you know with blank faces on it and he's like you know what these blank faces need a hastily drawn little cartoonish smiley face um or maybe he kind of did a little nirvana thing right with a little squiggly mouth and maybe uh some like little single lines of hair sticking out that would be a lot of fun uh so i hope for the best (laughs) i just want to know what's going through this guy's mind i'm gonna say this one's a headline this is a headline out of Russia where the guard was promptly fired. The 60-year-old guard drew peepers on Anna Lebrzovsky's avant-garde artwork. The three figures are, they look like, I don't know, man. It's art. It's uh, three people. One has red hair, one has gray, one has black hair. They don't have faces, and he thought it'd be, they, they don't even know why he did it. Anyway, it's going to cost $46,000 to restore Lebrokoroskas three figures portraits to uh, the original form on it. If found guilty, he could be served up to three months in jail time. And, oh, by the way, did I mention it was his first day on the job? What? Like, yeah. how, how do you not... <laughs> <laughs> like, so first day on the job, they're probably like, okay, so you're going to do... Uh, you know, like you're gonna do the rounds, and then he what? He did he just like stop? 
at a painting and go like, this is a beautiful painting. You know what it needs. Like, what's going through I bet, your... I bet no one would notice if I did. Yeah, he did. He did that. Wow. That's what incredible. a hero. What a, The hero that we all didn't ask for. But deserve. But didn't deserve. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, Cam, okay, I got one here for you. Headline or ass right. Um Headline or ass here. Olympians are being fed gruel like they're in the prison system. Gruel? Gruel. I don't know if this we this might be a historic first season seed pop pop. Oh my god. Two season of pod first. I did see a headline about this in the news and saw a picture of I think it was potatoes. Mostly potatoes and something else. I think maybe some greens. The conditions in China don't seem to be absolutely fantastic. Uh small hotel rooms, uh terrible food. Now I I wonder how the Chinese athletes are being treated. I imagine the you know, they'd probably be treated the exact same, right? Right. Uh probably not, but yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what, you think there's discrepancy? Um yeah, so I did see something about this. The food looked awful, but it was from an unverified source from a Russian athlete. So we're not 100% sure, but uh, it does look like prison food rather than the food an Olympian, the greatest amateur athletes that we have, would eat. I'm going to say headline. <clears throat> Cam, this one is a headline here uh, for you. Uh, this is a story coming from the Olympic Games uh, where many athletes who are currently in quarantine, so there has been a, like, you know, small COVID outbreaks that obviously aren't making the front page of the news because they don't want that information to really get out there, where Olympians who are being placed into these quarantines, who are being brought food, are apparently being brought just fucking slop, apparently. Some photos have circulated online of a meal that looks like a hair better than the Firefest uh, styrofoam plate <laughs> fucking little piece of bread and some cheese thing. Uh, some quotes here saying, my stomach hurts. I'm very pale. I have huge black circles under my eyes. I want this all to end. I cry every day. You can see little portions. It's like probably a half cup of pasta, uh, a little dollop of pasta sauce. Yeah. I think there's a couple olives in there they're being fed apparently pretty poorly um compared to their counterparts who are able to go out and actually like get food for themselves um where uh the actual olympians are being fed meals that feature salmon cucumbers sausages and yogurt but the ones who are in quarantine are just being left in the dust uh to kind of fend for themselves i'm so i'm shocked you're shocked you're shocked that China would treat I'm, people I'm, I'm, kind of poorly? What's up, China? Yeah, what's up, China? Yeah, big, big China guys big here. China big China fans China. over here. Yeah, yeah. Big China fans, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go, go Uyghur Muslims. Um, let's not make this political, Cam. We all know China's fucked. Yeah, we'll just plow ahead. <laughs> and that's how you play it, folks. That's how you play Headline Arsenal. Did you hear that the Chinese um, men's national hockey team only has five Chinese-born players on it? Where are the rest from? North America, Russia. They just have Chinese parents. Yeah, and that's allowed. Like, Bring them on the team. That's allowed. 
It shouldn't be. No, you have to be born there. I think so. I think that makes sense. You don't think that makes sense? Like, cause you like the thing with other ones is you have dual citizenship. These people don't have dual citizenship. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, FIFA operates under a similar thing. Um, the World Cup of Soccer, where you uh, you 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 choose to play for the country. You don't have to necessarily be from that country. Um, okay. where it's kind of like the country either accepts you or they don't. But no, if you're a first generation, if you're first generation Canadian, you probably have a lot of cultural roots tied to another country. So why the hell not? See, guys like you and I. If you and I, we have no business playing or or competing for any other country besides Canada. We have no business. We are so deeply ingrained in being Canadian. Uh, I could could do Greece. No, you can't, though. We'll leave that between the IOC and me. And I'm pretty sure you would lose that bet every time. (laughs) We'll see about that. My my stepmom's Greek. Yeah. Yeah. Should be allowed. Yeah. Well, hey, I have my my stepmom's parents were born in England. I should be able to play soccer for the English national team. Right. 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 I agree. Um, plug it or shrug it, baby. Plug it or shrug it. 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 Plug it. Shrug it. What do you got? Plug it or shrug it. New segment. We love it here. Um, Cam, I got a plug here for you. Uh, last week, you know, I, I mentioned the email the email settings. Everyone go be, make sure to check your email settings. And Cam, this week I was scrolling through the likes of Twitter, Instagram, and I realized that there's so much shit on here that I don't care for. I don't want to see. I don't give a shit. I open my Instagram. If I open my Instagram discover page, I want to see people lifting weight, people playing basketball, or people wrestling. I don't, or, or comic books. I don't want to see- Or Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. I don't though. You know, so that's, and I'm thinking to myself, how the fuck, you know, clearly people you follow and people, you know, if people you follow like a post, that post is going to show up on your thing and then the ads find you and you're like, this is complete bullshit. I want these companies to know what the shit I want to see. So that's when I saw the three little, the three little dots at the top of each post where you can actually select not interested cam i've spent the last maybe part of my week anytime i'm scrolling through my twitter instagram if i see something i don't want to see you hit those three little buttons not interested goes away forever and the results i have noticed are incredible now my twitter feed although it shows you ads it's only ads for things that I believe are pertinent to me. It's a lot of sports stuff, a lot of wrestling stuff. I pull open my Instagram page, and now it's just people lifting weights, comics, wrestling, and basketball. It's actually been, like, very enjoyable. It just takes a second to fucking boom, not interested. You won't see the shit you don't want to see anymore. Uh, so I'm not going to hate on my fo- the people who I do follow. Who are clearly through the algorithm. Shrug them. Yeah, I'm going to shrug you guys because clearly through your shitty algorithms, you're making my shit look bad. I don't want to have to unfollow you. I will, though. I will if I believe your follows are detrimental to my well-being. So I might just have to do that. Uh, So that's what I'm going to plug. Go through your shit. It has surprising results. 
All right. I love it, Cam. Totally agree with you. Um, or just get off social media entirely. That's the second option. And to follow that, I'll give you my plug. Maybe a good resolution for you for one of the oldest recommendations almost ever. Lent. Give up something for the 45 days up until Easter. Start on March 4th. Test yourself in your discipline. Whether it be quick snacks at the grocery store, eating out, social media. I'm going to try and go no television or YouTube before 10 a.m. every day. That's going to be my goal. Not a big one, but enough to change your habits. Try and do something different for Lent. Make a small little difference and make a small little win in your life. And those little goals, that's a big thing, right? You know, uh, whether it's for Lent or for something else, you know, wake up and read a book before you look at a screen. Yeah. Something like that, right? Keep your mind moving. Wake up, sheeple. Wake up, take a big shit, or don't. No shit, but no shitting before 10 a.m. That's gonna. Be, that's what I'm gonna give up for Lent. I'm gonna hold it in until 10:01 and then just explode. No dukes. No dukes, baby. That's all the time we have for the episode of the podcast this week, folks. Thanks for listening. Rate, review, like, subscribe. The show is everywhere, and be sure to tune in because next week we will have a five-minute recap, uh, season one, episode one of Miami Vice. Of course, the old one, not the reboot. We're not rebooting shit here on the podcast, um, and you're gonna you're gonna want to stay tuned. That's right, everyone. And my fact is already said: the Chinese hockey team only has six Chinese bonus players on it. Sorry about that, folks. We'll tune in next week. Take care, folks. Continuing tonight on two C's in a pod. 96.7 on your. Two C's in a pod, 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 two C's just like two C's in a pod, two C's just like two C's in a pod, two C's just like two C's in a pod, two C's in a pod at gmail.com.